it's extremely difficult for me to not only take care of myself, um, but, uh, you know, to, to take care of, I don't know if he's, he's huffing, you know, Angus, my dog, and, I mean, Ham, the fish, he requires very little maintenance, but, you know, I, I like to make sure that I don't ever have a moment where I don't have money for food for him or something, you know, even though he is just a beta. But there were times, uh, especially, you know, when I moved to L.A., I didn't have any money. I, I grew up poor anyways, but but uh, I remember there was specifically a time. Oh, when I moved to L.A., I got so skinny so fast. Um, you can't afford to eat here. And uh, you got to get like five or six jobs, you know, just to pay for your apartment. And your apartment becomes a glorified storage unit because you're never in it. It's, it's so funny that you work so hard to pay for your house. You never get to be housed in um, but yeah, there was times where I didn't have any money and I, I, I did make sure I had $10 one time and that was all I had. And, uh, Angus was out of food and so was I. And I made sure that, uh, I mean, I fed him. It's only fair. It's not his fault, you know, and plus he's, he's relying on me to care for him. And, um, of course, you know, he doesn't go out and it's not his fault I didn't have enough money. Um, but so you make those choices, especially when you when, when someone's dependent on you, you know, you sac you sacrifice yourself. And uh, that's why I think you know, to be a parent is so insanely difficult and how much sacrificing you have to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I think about my parents, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was an awful lot they had to sacrifice. And my mother, like I said. Oh, hi. I came to say hi. Um, my mother had me when she was 16. She had ran away from home and uh, met my father. Um, as she tells me, uh, she wanted to... Basically, like, he took her away out of the state, and then she, she wasn't able to go back home. Um, not to say she was held hostage or anything, but uh, the way that she told it, 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 assumed, it, it seemed that way, you know. Um, I would no way ever make that accusation. I wasn't there. But um, I know she did tell me she didn't want to get married to him, and she said that... Uh, I was crying in the church, and uh, she, it was like, the way she used to describe it, that they got married in this little chapel that was like a milk carton, or shaped like a milk carton, and uh, she had a borrowed dress, and I think a borrowed ring, and um, she said she never wanted to do it, and she did it anyways, you know, and I think that's another reason why. Go lay down, baby. Go lay down. Um, that's another reason why I think, you know, back to women being so strong. I think, I think a lot of times women sacrifice a lot more than a man does. Um, out of, you know, I, I love, essentially. 
um, but also out of responsibility to that love. Because, you know, love, there is responsibility that is attached to love. Um, in like an, a nurturing sense. Um, but I think when it's the love is real, it's true, you know, or unconditional. It's like, it doesn't feel like a responsibility because you don't feel as though it's work. Or that you're required to do it. You just do it because that's love, you know? You want to. Uh, you don't feel the sense of obligation. You feel... You just feel like it... I don't know. Like like for me, I guess, I, I think that you just love and the things that happen out of that love or things that you are guided by your heart to do and there is no hesitation behind them uh, because they just you're just driven by you know that sensation um so i think i think that uh women tend to make a lot more sacrifices than men you know because if men which is a very which you, you know it's a reoccurring trend in, in a lot of places uh, if men you know make a, a girl pregnant they can choose to either be a part of the baby's life or they they can choose to run away and and uh, leave it i shouldn't say it that's awful but they can choose to not be a father and avoid their responsibilities and then it becomes a whole mess and you know sometimes they choose the girl of cheating or they, or they don't claim the baby and sometimes that is true but a lot of times it's not and um i say to that um you know, if you're going to, maybe this sounds a bit conservative, and I am not a conservative, but I think if you're going to do the act, you have to uh, also take the precautions that are necessary to avoid things you don't want, like STDs or getting pregnant before you're ready. Um, I think that's important, but then a lot of that falls back on how we view sex, um, how we're taught about sex. Uh, we don't, I mean, first of all, it's not a bad thing. I love, I, I quite enjoy it, um, because it is fun. <laughs> Let's make this awkward, huh? No, I enjoy sex and I have I have no problem with it. Um, regardless of what type, type of sex that you have, um, as long as it's consensual and of course, like not illegal, please don't do that. Um, oh, I don't even want to think about those types of things, but sex is amazing. It's wonderful. You know, it's, I mean, it fucking feels good. And, and I'm like, give me more, you know, a lot of times I, I've, you know, in this world of hookups and instant gratification, I've, I have done those things and, uh, it, uh, at one side of you, you know, you kind of get what you want, which is, I guess, to get off. Um, but for me, you know, I, I, I actually just recently, you can see I'm still developing my own self, self-love self journey, but I, I just recently, like, cut out all types of, like, online dating apps and um, any of those type of, like, I call them, <laughs> I call them, uh, human vending machines essentially 
because uh, people kind of go on there and they swipe left or they swipe right, picking out what type of bag of chips they want. You know, it's like everybody wants their snack when they want their snack. Um, but I kind of want dinner, you know. I Often I find myself frequenting the vending machine and never feel, feeling fulfilled. And so I, I cut that out. But, but the real reason why I cut that is, is because I... I started to, I just realized that like what I really wanted, what I actually wanted was an actual real relationship with somebody, you know, something, something organic. And you don't get that from those apps. I, 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 I think I can't speak for both sides of it, but I can especially tell you that you, you know, don't get that from the ones that I guess I should speak for personal experience because I, one, don't want to end anybody or two, get slapped with any type of lawsuit for making a false accusation. But in my experiences, you don't get those types of things, especially for the ones that are geared towards hooking up between two uh, men. Um, you get a lot of more dissatisfaction and, and you, you get a lot more, um, I guess, sense of depreciation of yourself versus the latter. And on, I think sex is great. I think that we should have sex. We should be taught about sex, but we shouldn't be taught to fear sex. I think, oh, to be close to someone in that way is nice. Um, and from, and I guess I romanticize everything, you know, they always say I'm hopeless, hopeless romantic, but, but, um, I think a, a real genuine, actual sexual encounter with someone that is both like caressing and uh but also kind of intense you know those intense passionate moments i i am like oh i'll cuddle you and then i'm gonna throw you up on the wall i really feel that thing you know i can get kind of passionate um but i think that uh there's like a level of bonding that happens there because there's trust in it like you you have to trust somebody to sleep with them, and, and I think that's the one of the biggest issues that we have with each other is we just can't trust each other. You definitely can't trust anybody, you know, that says, uh, oh, you know, oh, I'm clean and tested, blah, 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 because everybody wants to have sex without any type of sexual protection. And I know of people who have been uh, the victim of that type of situation and the person not have been safe and uh it makes me really sad for them because it's like at one point we want to trust people and i think we're ultimately all looking for some type of affectionate bond with somebody and we're all very hopeful for it and, and that's the thing that leads us to trust people sometimes uh, a little bit more than we should and then eventually you start to learn to not to trust anybody you know and kind of i guess kind of only trust yourself um that doesn't mean that you keep people from from coming in your life. It's just that you you learn uh, you learn a set of signs that um, you know, as they say, red flags. It's when you encounter somebody or when you're going through a conversation, and, and uh, there are these red flags that raise like. For me, those red flags are—they're rooted both in in my—I uh, I would say my intuition or my gut, um, but also, you know, how the person acts 
towards me because if you really start to look at the way people interact with each other, especially especially the people who 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 uh, are in your life and who you regardless of the relationship, who you um, do things with or associate with. I think if you start with how you feel in that relationship first, um, it's really important. It's really important. Um, I think a lot of times we don't, <laughs> I'm all about feelings, I guess. But I think we also, one of the things that sucks is that like we kind of, we choose, again, to suppress our feelings, even though we know a situation is not good for us, we, like a bad marriage or an abusive relationship, uh, which I have not had a bad marriage. I was almost married, but I was in an abusive relationship. Um, and uh, I think that, <laughs> I think that our, we are fearful because what is unknown is what's scary so it's we end up in the state of what i call content and being discontent you know it's safer to be discontent because you know what to expect you're going to expect to be discontent with your life um but to travel out and and to the unknown for you know pursuing a circumstance where you don't know if you will be happy or not it's scarier because there's a risk in it I think we spend so much time in the pursuit of happiness and, and no one ever catches it. You know, they never tell you how to catch it. It's just that you have a right to the pursuit of happiness. Well, when am I going to catch it? How can I catch it? Thank you for the right, but tell me what to do, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that uh, we put ourselves in a lot of relationships that, that um, well, not necessarily put ourselves, but in a way as well, we kind of attract the stuff that uh, we need to learn in life. At least that's been my experience. Um, and, uh, you know, the people who you really, a big portion of, of taking care of yourself is, is realizing first how people make you feel, you know, and, um, if they make you feel bad, uh, then clearly that's a, you know, not a good situation. Um, and I'm not saying if they make you feel bad in the sense of like, we should hold each other accountable. You do something wrong, I'm going to tell you, but it's not coming out of a place of trying to attack you. It's because I see the potential in you and I want you to grow as a person because I don't want anybody else to perceive you other than how I see you, you know? And um, it's important. It's important to me because I, I want you to know how wonderful and beautiful and a, a good person you are. Now, we're all flawed and we all make mistakes, of course. I mean, my God, I made so many in my life, I couldn't even tell you. But, um, but you know, that's part of all of this, is to learn from your mistakes. If you never made a mistake, you wouldn't grow. You know, mistakes are the opportunities to grow. If everything was perfect, what's the point? It'd be quite boring, you know? Um, that's why I think also that self-love is continuous because, as I said before, we are shaped by everyday encounters. We're shaped by each other. We're shaped by the world. We're shaped by, uh, you know, everything. And it molds us as people. Because I always tell people who I view myself to be, 
is uh, this sort of collection of everybody I have ever encountered in my life and um, uh, everything I've ever done, every type of experience, you know, because we, we're shaped, I keep saying that word, shape shifted. We are shaped by each other. You know, a person who pisses you off in the grocery store, that can affect you all day, you know, and if you don't, next thing, next time you go to the grocery store, you might look for them. That shaped you. You know, it's like it's it's cause and effect. Um, our past, <laughs> the day before when you got in a fight in the grocery store, it affects your present because now you're thinking about it and now you've set up this plan inside of your head that you hold constant for in the future that if you ever see that person again, you're going to execute your plan as <laughs> your plan of payback for grocery store aggression. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's it's part of, like, self-love is so many. There's so many layers to it. Um, and that's one of the things, too, is that I've realized is that you, my past, as I am speaking in, like, this kind of stream consciousness of my past, um, your past is always in your present, and it always shapes your future. And that's why you have to, have to, have to learn to accept what happened to you. Um I don't ask. Well, the thing is, it's like you have to accept it, you know, because it happened. If it's in the past, it happened. It's not like you can't pretend that it didn't, although I did try that too, and it just does not work. Um, but you have to accept what happens to you in your past, and, and you have to forgive those, even though I know it is insanely difficult. I know it is insanely difficult. And, the, and, and because I view myself no different than anybody else in this entire planet, whoever you are, gender or race or culture or anything, I think, you know, we're all people. I know how difficult it must be for you because I know it was difficult for me to forgive somebody. But the thing is, once you really truly forgive them, oh, there's this just weight that's lifted off of you and, and, and you realize that you can kind of you, your your perception changes because you, as I said, you're shaped by people every day. And so those malicious things that happen to you, they really shape you. And and, and I, I've been very fortunate, and, you know, this is just, you know, coming into my own awareness that um, I, I was very fortunate of all of the misfortune I endured because it gave me a, a greater capacity to... Uh, to connect with people, you know, I think vulnerability, the things that make us so vulnerable are, are usually, almost always, you know, tragic events uh, that happen to us, the things that break us down, make us raw, and, and I, when we share those things with other people, or we, or we bond with them, uh, we share something personal or vulnerable, and we create this type of bond that's in, it's intangible. And it almost is like it transcends time. You know, you have a good friend you haven't seen in years, but, you know, you share something together, something meaningful. They could call you, you know, 10 years of not talking, and it's like you saw them yesterday. You know, so I think that that, I mean, my God, it transcends time and distance. And, and, and I mean, that has to be something quite strong. And so I think that... um. There's some real, not only, well, I guess mental, emotional, 
and physical strength in a relationship, but it's like the spiritual one. You know, I always think about Avatar, you know, when she, they take their brain and they connect to the earth. You know, I think it's that type of bond that we just can't see, but we can feel it. You know, you can definitely feel it. 